Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Personal Power by Keith J. Thomas, published in 1917. A just appreciation of your gifts is necessary for their fullest development. You cannot improve yourself until you have found out what needs improving. So let me just put down the common attributes of personal power, so that you can ask yourself which you are deficient in, and which you possess in good measure. You will then be in a position to make plans for using the gifts which will help you, as well as for developing those which you will need if you are to force yourself forward. Here they are, not necessarily in their order of importance to you, but just a list of those qualities which you must develop to be sure you realize your possession of the gift of power. Number 1. A special talent, the use of which gives you pleasure. 2. A knowledge of such business subjects as will prepare you for advancement. 3. The ability to talk well. 4. The ability to write a good letter. 5. A good memory. These are purely mental qualities which make for success. Now let us take the physical qualities which are essential. Number 1. Good health, avoidance of self-indulgence, and a proper amount of exercise. 2. Orderliness of habits and punctuality. 3. Good taste in dress. 4. A quiet, sympathetic voice and distinctness of speech. Finally, we come to moral qualities which form the character and are equally important. Number 1. Ambition to succeed in something. 
by which I mean an aim in life to do something to perfection. 2. Determination to achieve that ambition and to do something towards attaining it every day, which is summed up in the word perseverance. 3. Culture, which enables you to appreciate perfection in all that you do, say, or think. 4. An appreciation of the difficulties of others, which will make you tactful. There are additional moral qualities such as sympathy and generosity, but in general these are all you need to ask yourself about at the moment. Start out on an investigation like this for the sole purpose of developing your strength. You want to know what your weaknesses are so that you can strengthen them. Most people who are conscious of weaknesses of some kind or other use the knowledge to avoid the work which would call their deficiencies into play. They lack self-confidence because they keep their weaknesses ever before their eyes. The wise individual relies on his or her strength. They take their stand upon what they can do. And when they are called upon to do something which will make use of one of their weak faculties, they make up their mind to do the best they can, while they draw upon their strong qualities as much as possible. The golden rule, therefore, is to keep your strong qualities in front of your eyes, so to speak, and ignore your weak ones. Do not pander to these latter ones. Treat them as if they were sources of strength, too. That is what Shakespeare means when he says, Assume a virtue if you have it not. Every now and then you will ask yourself how your weak faculties are improving and if you have done your best to develop your mind and character. And you will have the satisfaction of noting an extraordinary development of strength which you never dreamed of. The continual belief that your mind is capable of solving all the difficulties which may confront it becomes a sort of instinct which prompts you to face cheerfully all the problems of life. After all, the troubles and anxieties which we encounter are of the greatest benefit. They increase our power because they call forth all the finest faculties of the mind. And when we have surmounted them, we find ourselves in the clear atmosphere beyond the struggling mass of incompetence who fear to undertake responsibility. There comes a time when the strong individual welcomes difficulties because of the joy of conquest. You have only to apply your common sense to your daily problems and you will solve them. The more you have to solve, the stronger your mind will become and the easier your work will appear to you. You are entitled to believe that when some task confronts you, to which your experience offers no guide, the faculties of your mind will automatically rally to your assistance. If you will only have the courage to act on this assumption, you will soon discover the truth of the assertion. Your brain is like a horse in one important respect. 
The horse instinctively knows the feeling of its rider. When the rider is timid, the horse becomes timid also, while a courageous rider gives courage to the steed. Similarly, a hesitating person, by a process of self-suggestion, so impresses their mind with timidity that their brain cannot give them encouragement and help. Only assume the habit of power, and your mind will respond readily to second you in carrying your work to a triumphant conclusion. The habit of power, which assumes that you are capable of performing any work entrusted to you, has many advantages which operate together to make you successful. As time goes on, the mind becomes so strengthened, so used to this idea of power, that difficulties shrink before it. How often the impossible task loses most of its difficulties, when it is attacked with determination. The weak person sees only difficulties in the problems of their daily life. Everything looks so hard and unassailable that they fear to undertake anything which is outside the usual simple routine. Very different is the attitude of the strong mind. It ignores the difficulties and seizes on the weaknesses of a problem, and from that point of view makes the attack. A safe rule to adopt is, take the line of least resistance. And another is, never underrate the strength of your opponent. These two laws, for they are laws, should be taken together, because they go together in the guidebook of life. Most people separate them and give them a false meaning. To such individuals taking the line of least resistance means ignoring unpleasant obstacles to serve an easy mind and body. Anything that promises worry or mental strain or undue physical effort is avoided, while the difficulties of a task or the capacity of a competitor are so magnified that opposition appears to be futile. The right mental attitude to adopt is this. However strong my competitor may be, they have some weakness somewhere which I can find, and when I find it I shall overcome their opposition. That is the application of the first law, and when it is so applied, the opposition confronting you loses its appearance of bristling strength and presents a series of vulnerable parts to your keen and practiced eye. There is a weakness somewhere which will give you the opening you want. Do not waste your time and strength in attacking the strong part of your opposition, but take the line of least resistance and attack that vigorously until you can make it the stepping off ground to the next weakest part. Of all the problems that can confront you, however unfamiliar they may seem at first glance, and however much they seem to baffle your experience, if you will only look, you will find about them some familiar features which do respond to your experience. The habit of power assumes that, once you have discovered such points, your experience, aided by your common sense, 
will enable you to use them as landmarks to guide you over the ground with which you are not familiar. Start from the safe ground of your experience. Guide yourself by the landmarks which that experience provides. And by using your common sense, you will find that the road which looks so difficult to travel is not so hard when you progress along it by careful stages. The habit of mind which cheerfully embarks on new problems and tasks because of a sure belief that they can be successfully solved and accomplished by the simple process of arguing from what you do know to what is unfamiliar soon produces the outward impression of power. The individual who is willing to undertake responsibility bears the impress of their self-confidence. They display the clearest signs that they are ready to be trusted. And what is more, the brain informs them by a sort of instinct that their mental powers can be trusted also. People like women and men who know their own power. They will forgive the mistakes which must occur, provided they do not occur a second time. If you have been timid in the past, for goodness sake take your courage in both hands and go out to make full use of your brain power. Every person who has risen has had their despairing moments, and every person as they rise must have their worries. Worries are the barometer of success. When you have none, you are shown to be in a state of drift. When you have a lot, you are moving in the uncharted waters, which will carry you to success if you guide yourself by your common sense. Worries must come to you if you are doing work that is worthwhile. They are not sent to overwhelm you. They are not irritants to make life unbearable, but spurs to drive you onward. Treat them as such. Make up your mind to accept them as troubles, which you yourself can dissipate, instead of as troubles that will hold you back and make you fail. They will soon leave you, and they will enable you to enjoy the full sense of achievement, which reveals to you, with the conquering of every anxiety, the sense of power which you have called forth from the depths of your being to be a mighty force under your own control. Power dwells within you. Call it into life and use it to make yourself strong. You have all your talents and abilities ready and waiting, however much you develop them. They might just as well be non-existent if you do not use them. They are meant for use, but only you can utilize them. By assuming the habit of power, you put yourself in the way of such tasks as will call them all into action. And the more you can call upon them, the stronger they will grow and the greater will be your success in whatever undertakings you may embark upon. Remember, you have the power, but you must use it as a habit, and not as an occasional calling forth of effort. You thus will go triumphantly from strength to strength, 
and the impossibilities of today will become the easy tasks of tomorrow.